0: another episode of watch point radio mash buttons podcast dedicated to overwatch and its community i am Jarrett, also known as ja and i am here with nobody i am here by myself again nothing happens frequently it's only the second time that it's happened since we've been doing the show but uh yeah no bond no mikey today Going to be another solo uh, JotCast here. We are recording, Well, I am, sorry. I am recording on February 14th for release on February 15th. It is Valentine's Day. Alas, why I am here by myself. I mean, I just thought about that. That says a lot. You know, Mikey's out there boo-loving. Bond is doing something. Who knows, you know, what the fuck is going on there. And uh, I'm here. I'm here doing the podcast for you. For you guys, for the community, for the Church of Jah. See, the cult of Keylock, the cult of Keylock doesn't, you know, not as dedicated as the Church of Jah. All right? So just keep that in mind when you're making your decisions on who who you want to back, okay? Uh, But even though I'm by myself, I'm going to try to, you know, put out a good show for you for this week. Uh, A couple things to talk about. Definitely going to talk about what I've been seeing on the PTR. I uh, started playing the PTR last week. Uh, to get a feel for the Bastion and Roadhog changes for the most part. Yeah, D.Va has some changes. I really didn't see anything there, so we're not really going to talk about it. Well, sorry, I, didn't, I shouldn't say I didn't see anything, but I didn't see anything positive or negative from the changes, so I'm not really going to get into it. Also, I don't play Mercy, but I honestly didn't see a difference in how Mercy was being played there. So, yeah, I'm going to leave that alone for this week. Probably going to wait back for Mike next week to talk more about that. So like I said, going to talk mostly about Bastion and Roadhog and how those changes were. Also going to talk about the server browser. Going to get into some uh, some rumors this week. There's a couple rumors flying around, you know, mostly about Doomfist, but also about some Overwatch TV show. We're going to talk about that. And then after that, we're going to get into some community feedback and, you know, wrap this bad boy up. So uh, before I get started, though, I'd like to welcome anybody who's listening for the first time. Thank you. Very much for taking the time to listen to Watchpoint Radio. Uh, you know, I know there's a lot of uh options out there and you choose to listen to us, we really appreciate it. Uh for you first-time listeners. This this podcast, it, we while we do talk about Overwatch news and esports, for the most part we focus on the community and the state of the game and how the various news is coming out and the developer updates and these changes made to the game affect the community for the most part. It's a very community oriented podcast we know we just want to have we just want you to have a good time and sometimes have a good time with us on streams like uh we did on sunday night i did a stream sunday night and it was i was gonna open 50 loot boxes anyway right i was gonna open up 50 loot boxes come start and track data again because i've been having such shit luck getting anything good from loot boxes if you watched the stream on sunday night You will have, you you saw the horrors that came out of those fucking boxes. I mean, I got boxes that (laughs) had four event items and all four event items were duplicates. You know, like it it was, it was, it was pretty ridiculous. Thanks. Shout out to anybody who came out to the stream. Uh, We really appreciate it. I I like, I appreciate those who, who uh, chatted a bit with us. While we were doing that, a shout out to Mike and also Nick from wild talk for hopping on that stream with me and talking to me while I was going through that shit show of loot boxes. I will say that the, the loot box opening that I did for Halloween event was actually worse though. I didn't do a loot box opening for the uh, holiday for the Christmas holiday or for the winter holiday event, if you want to call it that. But, uh, yeah, the Halloween (laughs) The Halloween loot box opening I did was also a complete shit show, so uh, thank you guys for joining me there. Other than that, um, oh, actually, there was something I wanted to bring up from the stream. I am going to play a clip of Nick talking about how Overwatch is now affecting him playing WoW in regards to the WoW token. So I'm going to go ahead and play that now.
1: Well, no, I want to complain a bit because Overwatch is messing up my WoW token. Oh, really? How is that so? Well, because they made the WoW token uh, last week. They set it so that instead of you purchasing game time and WoW, now you can either buy game time and WoW or fifteen dollars of BattleNet balance. Yeah. So people are using their gold money and WoW to buy WoW tokens, so they can get BattleNet money that they can then use to purchase Overwatch loot boxes for the holiday event. Yeah. (laughs) So what happened is demand for the WoW token shot up, and as a result, instead of it costing 60K, which I was still hoping it would go down from there, it shot up to 115K, and then it went back down to 60 briefly, and then it's been hovering around 80K, and I think it's actually drifted up like 86K was the last time I checked. hovering around there, so your, 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 your Overwatch boxes are making my WoW subscription too expensive for me to buy.
0: Ah, you're kinda of cutting in and out a little bit there, but I I got what you were saying. I, I hear him fine.
1: I, I'll try to I'll try to keep the mic close to my Yeah, hand.
0: he he was getting too too excited. No, I, I got that. I was wondering, I was like, hmm, I wonder if, if Ray can get me some uh a little currency Gosh. there. <laughs>
1: So let's let let's see this stuff that, that that people are trying to buy that that's that's hurt hurting my ability to put food in my child's mouth because I got to pay for my last <laughs> now out of my own money. Sounds like it sounds like it's a your your problem for not playing. Do you didn't, hear, didn't you just hear him? It
0: is a family problem because he can't feed his
1: child. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's more of a his problem because he needs to be feeding his child. My, God, my freshly baptized child at church. can't eat food because i have to pay for my WoW subscription this is what this is the world we live in
0: i know this is trump's america trump's america everybody (laughs) so as you can see nick has his priority straight you know he needs to get that that wow token instead of feeding his kids or sorry he needs to get his wow subscription instead of actually feeding his kids so like i said thanks a lot nick for coming on and adding a few laughs to the stream other than you know getting shit out of loot boxes and doing some streams with Nick. Uh, I mean, my I guess my Overwatch week was pretty normal. Before I got the the 50 loot boxes, I did manage to pull the Junkrat uh, event skin and the Zenyatta Sansong skin. I did manage to get those two in loot boxes. But other than that, I really didn't get anything from loot boxes at all. Actually, I just thought about it. I just remembered that I never opened up my PS4 Overwatch to get my loot boxes for those, so I just realized I lost out. Great, um, but yeah, I mean, I just had a. I don't think I played any competitive at all. Season three, I, I think really the, the the closing of Overwatch LF I, that affected me way more than I thought. And yes, Overwatch LF did reopen, but I attempted to use it. I think like twice and both times it took for like one one time i definitely got somebody but it took forever for them to respond to me and then on top of that when they when they you know sent me a message they were severely under under sr like what i what i wanted like this guy was like 1800 and i'm sitting at like 2600 so it's not like that it's not like that's fantastic but at the same time, like you know, he's like, "Well, I dropped six He says, "You know, I I was twenty six hundred or twenty five hundred SR earlier today, and I dropped six hundred or seven hundred SR." I'm like, "That doesn't make me want to play with you, dude." <laughs> like, if, if you tell me that you dropped seven hundred SR today day, and we're not friends or you're not, you know, a listener, a church of job like, that does not make me want to play with you. So, yeah, I ended up not playing with that person, and the other time I went to go use the new Overwatch LF. No, I got I got no bites, no bites at all. And then I I think I talked about run Link before, still really not catching any bites there either. So, I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's tough. I think Season 4, I'm definitely going to focus more on competitive. Like, I think I'm definitely going to play competitive, and I am going to work my way up to at least diamond at least diamond i think this season if i wanted to if i if i would have worked at it i definitely would have made it up to diamond mainly because the people that i played with last season that i would have been playing with this season they're all in diamond and master league right now <laughs> so even if i was the weak link they would have been pulling me up you know even if i was the weak link i i think i would have made at least diamond on that that matter but um yeah not not this season I didn't get that many points, so no new golden guns for me, but that's it is what it is. But uh, enough about that. Let's go ahead and get into our top story, which, once again, is the PTR report. PTR report. All right, so the first thing I do want to talk about is the server browser. Last week, the PTR went live about two hours before we started the show but it went live and then like immediately went down because of some type of stability issue so what i'd like to do uh or what i did this week is i did take a peek inside of you know the server browser first of all i mean it, it's really easy to find a game and it's also very easy to see what rules are in the game i did like that i mean you just go to where it says find game and you right click the, the the game and it shows you what rules are applied and how many people you can put into a lobby and what they're doing, but you could also spectate it, and uh, if it's allowed, if spectating is allowed for that game mode, you could spectate it and see, you know, what the game is like. So that was pretty cool. The new, you know, making a game is very—they—they they give you a, a lot of flexibility. It feels like. I mean, obviously, they can't cover all bases right now like that's why i still want full modding tools so that some person that has some you know some great imagination can make some really great mods and you know alternate game modes but based off of what they start you with right now this is a great place to start so first of all i mean you get to pick how many people are actually in a match so you can go at a maximum 12 people uh you can select which modes are available for your server that's what you're actually making when you make a game or they, they I guess they call it a server, but when you make the server or you make the game, you can then select which you know you know what modes you want it to play, so you know it starts off with the basic four like escort hybrid uh what else yeah escort hybrid, and uh king of the hill, of course, and then i think elimination uh there's three that aren't selected one is c. t. f is not selected skirmish is not selected. And Elimination is selected. So there's actually one more there that I'm missing that is automatically done. But you can have any mix match of these, right? You can have any mismatch of uh, game modes that you want to put into your server, you know, quote unquote. And you can also select stuff like, do the teams get balanced at all? And if they do, is it after a full game or is it after each map? Uh, which maps are selected, you know, uh, or I should say, which maps well, actually, of course, which maps you want to be able to play, which is, is limited by which game modes are available, right? So you can't have an assault map and then put, like, a King of the Hell map on, or, or assault mode and then put King of the Hell map on, you know? But you can also select when matches switch. Do matches switch after each round? Or do do matches switch after, you, after both teams play both sides? Also, do teams switch? You know, do they get uh, mixed up? after each game so you can select all that you can do stuff like select the capture speed for assault you can set the capture and payload movement uh speed for hybrid In ctf matches you can have a match as long as 15 minutes uh you can i think the, the maximum score you can have is nine uh we talked a little bit about last week you can require the flag for scoring you can change how long it takes to pick up the flag or return the flag. Like you can put it down to zero or you can make it, you know, much longer. Kinda like, you know, I, I like, you know, the the Team Fortress style CTF. I always hated that. I always hated the Team Fortress CTF where it took forever to return a flag. That shit drove me nuts. So hopefully nobody makes that. Well, if they do, it's not gonna have to play it. So I guess it doesn't make a difference. You could change how long it takes to respawn. You could change how long it takes health to respawn. You can change. You you can turn health packs off. Period. You can turn kill cam on or off, and I globally across the board, which I think is great, because I think in competitive mode, kill cam should actually be turned off, because it gives you know it gives people a tactical advantage, or well, it shouldn't give people a tactical advantage, but it gives if you have a tactical advantage or you have a a place where you're shooting somebody from, right. Uh, you know, or some type of a um, combination that you're doing to get kills with the kill cam on. Like when you kill somebody with the kill cam on, they see exactly what you're doing and then they can counter that by, okay, well, this person's doing this. So I'm going to do this from now on. Now that it's going it, to be, it's going to be, if the kill cam is turned off, they don't have that advantage anymore to see exactly what you did or where you came from to get that kill on them. And that follows suits with other games that are more competitive. You know, like in, in, in regular Counter Strike, like you know, if you go into a regular server, when you get shot, right, or you get killed, the game the, the camera points and turns in the direction of the person that killed you. So you know where they are, or you know where they, you got killed from. But if you played, you know, competitive counter-strike, that that's turned off. When you get killed, you just get killed. You don't know where somebody killed you from. And of course, Counter Strike is a little different because if you die and somebody's in a great spot in the middle of that round, somebody can say, hey, this guy is behind this door over here. Like, you'll know for sure. So that's why it's turned off. But I think for competition, kill cams should be turned off. But I don't see them incorporating that into competitive mode itself. So I think that was a pretty cool feature. Uh, You can restrict hero switching. Like, you know, once my picks lock them in, you can set heroes to, uh, you know, to random on respawn. You can restrict hero limits to either one or two. Nothing higher, though. One or two, you can. Uh, I think I already said, but you can change the respawn timer. Oh no, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I did. I did. I think I did mention that you that you can change the uh, respawn timer, but you can also limit roll picks. So that right there would stop something like triple tank because you can set it so that it only, you're only allowed to pick two tanks or two assault or two uh, d- defense, etc. I said, et cetera, like there's only, you know, more classes available. There's only one more class, which is support. But that would stop 3 tank right there. And I think that would be pretty cool for competitive if they did that. But then it also kind of limits it also limits the creativity when it comes to putting together comps. So that's why I'm not I'm not 100% on board with that. Like, I think I'm 100% on board with getting rid of the kill cam for competitive or or that being off. But uh the two the the, the role pick uh or, or the limiting how many roles per team i'd like to see how that plays out to be honest with you i think that'd be kind of cool to see i mean it, may, it, it it might work better in my head than it works in, in in practice though so we have to see uh let's see what else you have you can you can restrict which heroes are allowed to be played so that makes it more mobile like where, you know, sometimes, you know, I oh, don't get me wrong, I haven't I don't really play MOBAs all that much, but I do know that you can um, you know, set certain characters to not be played in MOBAs. And I think that'll kind of hamper Overwatch. So I don't I don't really see it being used all that much. Except if they're gonna t- unless a game mode or a server is gonna turn off all Of a certain type of hero, you know, or all but one hero, you know, stuff like that. So that will work Um, for for character selection or for hero selection. You could change a bunch of stuff. You could change uh, ability cooldowns, if ultimates work at all or how long they take to generate, damage dealt and received, healing dealt and received, overall health, overall movement speed, overall projectile speed. And uh, you can also set it so that only headshots count. Across the board, and then you can also dive even deeper into each individual character and turn on turn mo- uh, specific abilities on or off. Uh, you can re- you know change the uh, cooldown time for ver- for specific abilities, and you can actually drill down to the team level. So let's say you want to give a team an advantage in health. One like one team gets advantage in health where they have a huge health pool, and then the other team gets advantage in damage, and you see who. Wins out, you know that you can do that. So, you know, I I I I like where this is with the with the server browser. I'm not sure if that's going to bring a lot of new people into the game though. Uh, I I don't know. I think it's I think it's a bit better than arcade because arcade can get very stale, you know. Now and on, on top of that, they did mention that you will be able to gain experience by using the server browser. Or using, uh, going into customs ga- custom games now. So, you know, if you don't want to play standard Overwatch, there's way more options for you now. I watched one game where the one team could pick six people and they were all normal. The other team was only one person and it was a Reinhardt. And the Reinhardt had 150% movement speed, the, he did 150% damage. I'm trying to think if he had more health, I couldn't remember. I can't remember if he had more health or not. His ultimate, uh, his his ultimate generation rate was high. His ability cooldown was low, and basically, the six people would have to kill the one. I guess it was more like a boss fight style game mode, and it looked pretty interesting. I thought it was pretty cool when I when I watched uh, the Reinhardt one one. He because it was the best out of three, so the Reinhardt one one. And then uh, I'm sorry, not best out of three, best out of five. So Reinhardt won one uh, of that set. Then they played the set again, and then the other side won the other. And it was like hard fought each time. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I might do that for a few rounds, even though I do like Overwatch, the the way the main game plays. I can see myself going into some of these arcade modes, and you know, playing for a bit. Now, one thing I do expect is for people to start trying to cope with combinations for arcade modes that exploit uh xp game i i do fully expect that i'm curious to see how the overwatch team is going to handle that i mean just on saturday actually i meant to bring it up i was playing with a friend and i've n- i think i told mikey before i've never done 3v3 before but my friend wanted to do 3v3 he went in without telling me the first game we were we were in we got up 2-0 right? And then the other team's like, hey, let's just draw. And I'm like, why do they want to draw? He's like, well, they want to draw so they can try to get more XP. And I, and he says people do it all the time. So we actually ended up, I mean, we probably could have ended that match in about five minutes. We ended up staying in there for 30 minutes, just drawing each round until I was like, dude, I got to go. And he's like, okay, fine. And we talked to the other team, like, we're going to finish this up, so play for serious. They won the next round, and then we won the round after that, and it was over, right? Uh. I ended up getting thirteen thousand XP for that, and I don't see. I don't think Blizzard's really addressed that. Uh, so I don't know if they're gonna try to address an issue if somebody comes up with a mode to exploit XP gain or not. But if it gets abused, like like you know, I I expect it in elimination for them to do it. But you know, they haven't since they haven't said anything. I don't know will they do something or not. But I I would expect that they wouldn't people they wouldn't want to. Uh, Allow people to abuse XP gain because people will totally do that. <laughs> Plus, it's it's a little harder to do it in the elimination simply because both teams have to agree to do it. So I don't know. We'll see about that. But I do like what I saw. I suggest that when it goes live that you guys check it out and maybe um check out try making your own games, see how they go. I I I I like where it's going. I would still want full modding tools. I'm not gonna stop pushing for that, but this is a a great start for that, in, in my opinion. So, uh, but let's move on to the character balance, which, like I so said, we're gonna talk about Roadhog and Bastion today. Next week, I'll wait. I'll, I'll I'll have Mikey weigh in on Mercy a bit more since he plays her. You know, substantially more than me. But uh, initially, um, Roadhog. The cooldown, the change of cooldown, which is it went from six to eight seconds, that seems fair. I think it's not like you could spam hooks before, you know, but now you just need to be a little extra careful, you know, with your hooks. Like you know, you want to aim a little bit better and try to and and definitely try to get the hook, you know, because you're gonna have less of it. You're gonna have less time to get more hooks. So yeah, I mean, it seems fair. That doesn't break Roadhog. Actually, before I start. Roadhog is not broken. This does not break Roadhog. This does not make him irrelevant at all. He is still a very relevant character, and I still fully expect him to be played. So when these changes come down, I don't actually expect that they're going to revert any of them. You know? So you know, there's actually some argument that, that, that this isn't a nerf, that it's a buff, and I kind of disagree with that, but we'll get into it. I think that the big problem is the extra distance. And it's not the extra distance for everybody. The extra distance doesn't help McCree. It doesn't help Reaper. It doesn't help uh, Soldier 76. You know, it doesn't help the tanks. It helps characters. The the, the characters that helps the most are small body characters. We're talking Anna, Mercy, Sombra, and Genji. And then it also helps Mei. Because now, like, you, you can still one shot Mace sometimes, but it's definitely not as, uh, it's well, actually, it was never guaranteed before, to be honest with you. But it's just not as, not as easy to do it as it was before. Now, if you don't one shot Mace, she will definitely have an opportunity to 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 freeze up because of the you know because of the distance. Um, but but Mercy, Sombra, Genji. Even though the spread has been reduced by twenty percent, the fact that you're, that you're, I think you're three point five meters away, or they're three point five meters away from you, the 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 spreads been reduced by twenty percent, but it still goes around them because they have small bodies. It's the same problem that I talked about with Diva. Now that it, it's harder for Diva to kill small body characters like Symmetra, who would also be in the list, by the way, uh, so, so like small body characters like Symmetra or Mercy, because of the spread of her gun. It's the same thing now with Roadhog because of the distance, even though the spread has been reduced. Uh, Even Lucio kind of benefits from that. Anna, I would say, was the worst because now what happens with Anna is hooking her is almost like a death trap, right? Because you hook her, you bring her in, you shoot, and she takes damage, but she gets away. She's right in front of you. She's going to she's going to sleep you right there if she has it. She's going to sleep you. She if she has people around her, she may uh put the um uh the debuff on you so she so that you can't heal and then you get roasted as roadhog. Like you just get killed right there because if if there's other people around, you can't heal yourself and you're a sitting duck pretty much. So I I don't know. I feel that smaller characters should—they're the ones that should get one shot. Anna's, Mercy's, Sombra's—you know, Widowmakers. If they manage to get hooked, because it's already hard enough hooking them because they're smaller characters. It's not like they're Reinhardt's or Divas, Inmek, or 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 even Soldier Seventy Six and 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 McCree and Reaper. They don't have big bodies. So, you know, getting a hook on them is already more difficult. You know, I, I think hooking them and then getting the one shot should 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 uh be okay on them. I think most of the complaining came from not the small people who were mainly the small characters, but the people who are playing like seventy six, Reaper, May, uh you, you know, people like that. Because I mean even I I I devastated a 76 like two weeks ago to the point where he was like oh my god please stop like he was talking to me like i hooked and killed him every single time like that is almost a guarantee to hook and kill a uh somebody the size of 76 you know and i think that's where most of the, the complaints came from and those people are still going to experience the same problem they stay are now i will say that you know when you hook somebody the new the new Roadhog meta now or the new way you should be playing Roadhog is that you hook and as you hook, you move forward. Because that does bridge the gap a little bit. I don't think it brings them as close, but it definitely closes the gap on 3.5 meters. That is for sure. And some people somebody brought that up in the forums and they're like, Well, Roadhog's hook shouldn't stun. Like if you get stunned by if you get hooked by Roadhog, you should be able to either fire it back or do your escape move or, uh, you know, uh, I guess, you know, do use an ability like, you know, use McCree's stun or have Tracer do recall or something like that. And I'm like, I think, not, I, I think that'd be too much. Like then, then uh, stuff like that would make Roadhog useless. It's like, you'd never be able to hook a a, 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 a Tracer, you know, or you'd never be able to hook a Reaper or you'd never be able to hook even a Sombra, why shouldn't they say never? Because, I mean, she was just, you know, translocated out of there. But you don't want to make Roadhog useless. You want to make him seem more fair. And, I mean, I think I, when, they, when the Roadhog quote unquote nerfs first came through, because remember, the last patch that Blizzard did was supposed to nerf Roadhog a little bit by getting rid of his bullshit hooks, which it did get rid of his bullshit hooks. But the stuff they added to him just made him even more efficient. Once again, they did not take into consideration the strengths he already had. Now, uh, you know, this is definitely a nerf to a degree, especially when it comes to smaller characters. The 20% spread difference does help because I, I had once or twice where I hooked somebody like specifically uh, one time I hooked a Lucio, bam, shot him, left him with almost no health. And I was able to use instead of, cause usually when that happens, I tend to use my secondary fire to try to be accurate and hit the person and kill him well with this one, I was able to use my primary fire because of the 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 spread reduction, and I was able to man I managed to kill him while he was getting away so on i guess circling back around to those small body characters, a lot of times I think they'll get they're gonna get away more, but if they do get away, you still have a chance to kill them as long as they don't have a great escape mechanic. you know a mercy might get hooked. Get shot, turn around, fly away. Anna is probably going to put you to sleep. Asombra, eh, you you, you, pro- you could probably get her. Uh, a Genji, you might be able to get him. Like if he has his reflect, you know, and he uses that in your face, that that's gonna hurt you. Uh, and like I said, uh, May, she can you know she could probably just ice her or, or ice block herself and stay alive at this point. So I mean I. Uh, Like I said, this is definitely not going to kill the character, you know? It's definitely not going to kill Roadhog. He's still going to be used. You're definitely... I think you're going to see a reduction in hook kills. You're definitely going to see people a reduction in Roadhog being used because he will be a bit more difficult to use now. But I still think, even with the nerfs being okay, I guess I'm going to give him the okay. I think instead of focusing on you know, what they did with, with the with the gap distance, I th- I think what they should have done is focus on actually making it harder to get the hooks. Because the hook, the hitbox of the hook is actually pretty big. At least it feels like it. I know I've thrown the hook to the left or the right of somebody and they still got hooked. You know, I think if they actually made the hitbox smaller to the point where the hook actually needs to be touching somebody in order to hook then, uh, especially for those small body characters, that gives them a better chance of staying alive while being fair to Roadhog. Because if Roadhog can land a hook at 20 meters away on a Mercy, I think he deserves the hook and kill. And and one thing they also could have got rid of, Roadhog does not need to have the hook pulled directly in front of him. That's actually, I think, the major problem. The fact that You know, every time the hook, you get a hook, like when you hear that click to get the hook, right? You know, every single time where that person's body is going to be versus before when you got the hook and you pulled, it could be to the left. It could be to the right, you know, and you'd have to adjust and aim. I think they need to get rid of having the road hogs, you know, that hook pulled people directly in front. And that would also reduce the amount of hook and kills. Well, the unfair amount of hook kills that people get, but yeah, I think they should reduce the. They should have reduced the hitbox on the hook so that it it's a bit harder to get the hooks in the first place. And also, I still think they might. They they probably want to reduce the length of the of of the of the hook because that's a that's that's a pretty big deal too. You know, the 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 hook has a pretty long range, and you know, I know that. <laughs> it's annoying to be fighting somebody and get pulled like halfway across the map, it feels like, to to a Roadhog that just kills you. Or my the one I hate the most is Lijiang Tower, uh, the garden, where I think I'm far enough away from a Roadhog, but the hook manages to get you anyway and he pulls you into a pit. That shit sucks. That you know, really, really sucks. So I get why they have to do this, but I think they should have focused on other aspects of Roadhog uh, because, I don't know, th- this for me now, it feels it really feels like I'm, uh, and don't get me wrong, things may change like, I, I played the-, the PTR this last week, but maybe if I continue to play, not just the PTR, but Roadhog, I'll-, I'll come up with a more efficient way to kill those smaller characters, but if that does remain the case where small characters have a better chance to escape um, I think that you'll probably see less road hogs pulling the smaller characters and they'll they'll just pull the seventy sixes and they'll pull the the McCrees, which is fine, I guess, but I like to be a surgical road hog. I like to see that mercy in the back and know that's how you're getting your healing and whop, pull the mercy bam killer you know that that's a surgical road hog to me versus uh, eh, well, who's up here, Okay, I'll just take this guy, and that's it i, I that's what I prefer, but let's it's not. I would per- I would have preferred if they made some different changes, but the changes that they made in the end will work, so I can't complain about it too much. Eh, you know, so uh now let's talk about Bastion a little bit. <sighs> I don't know, like the, the changes that they made with Bastion don't really feel like they helped they didn't hurt him but he feels about the same to me which is that Bashin still needs to have team support to be effective he needs team support or else he's still gonna, he's still gonna get whipped you know uh adding the extra damage to his recon weapon and also the extra you know the the lower spread to his recon weapon that's great but when i'm fighting people and i'm hitting them i'm finding that it's not really doing that much damage I hate to say it, but if they actually want Bastion to be used in more scenarios than just a sitting turret, they they probably need to up the damage on his recon weapon. Unfortunately, that's really that's what they that's what they need to do cuz right now recon mode still just feels like I'm moving from point to point to get into sentry mode that's what it feels like now now the difference is it feels like i i can survive longer in recon mode with bastion that's what it feels like but the problem is he's still not fun to play in recon mode because when i get into a firefight it doesn't feel like i'm actually trying to I I, i mean obviously i'm trying to kill the other person but it feels more like i am just trying to out survive them Because he has, you know, 300 health, he can heal himself on the fly. So, pretty much, I'll I'll take some shots. Once I notice that my health is getting down, if the person is actually hitting me, I'll start to heal myself while moving. You you know, they'll have to reload soon. So, once they do that, then I start firing again. But his recon weapon, it just doesn't feel like it does that much damage compared to other weapons. And I guess the, the weapon you want to compare it to the most is 76. And I would definitely take a 76... That you know a seventy six assault rifle over Bastion's recon gun, that's just the way it is. And in turret mode, I mean, yes, he definitely can be used to uh, you know blast down a Reinhardt shield now, but over uh, other than that, his effective range has been has been nerfed. And I think that this will cause him to be played less, except in, in on maps that are close range, or when he's sitting on a payload. And even that, he still needed some a lot of help <laughs> with that when I was playing against the Bastion. Um, but, uh, oh yeah, Bastion, in terms of Roadhog, Bastion has probably benefited from the Roadhog nerf, because now it takes like three shots to kill Bastion, but that's besides the point. Um, but yeah, his effective range has been nerfed. And I will say this, even though he can't get headshots anymore, and he doesn't get the, the headshot multiplier and the crit multiplier anymore, the amount of bullets that he shoots makes up for that. You know, when I would get into a position above people and like shoot down anywhere from, you know, obviously point blank to about 25 meters, maybe even 30 meters, I was still ripping their health down for pretty pretty good. So, not having the headshot multiplier and not having the, the the crit multiplier really doesn't, at that range, doesn't seem like it was that big of a deal. I know Mikey was excited that, you know, he was saying that Farrah would have a huge advantage over him. Now, at a big distance, yes, but if she's, like, within 30 meters of Bash, and I still think she'll get chopped down. So... But yeah, I think his, his primary weapon really needs to be stronger. Not that I want that. <laughs> I think Bashan's a terrible character. Bastion's a horrible character to me. Who thought that making a turret, a, a character that's a turret with legs, what was fun? That That's not a fun character at all. You know? Uh, so Bashan's not fun. I can't see him being fun. This definitely doesn't make him fun. Uh, if they want to make him more viable in recon, they definitely have to give him a damage buff. Also, one thing that might help uh with him is that he has 300 health. I think he should actually have 250 health. That would bring him in line with other defenders. But I think out of the 250 health, 100 of that should be armor. He's a robot. I think that's fair. You know, I think that's fair. If 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 you know, 250 of his health is armor. So I don't know. We'll see what they do with that, but I'm not expecting much, to be honest with you. I still don't expect to be playing Bastion, and I'm curious to see what happens when it goes live. When it goes live, I know we're going to see a ton of Bastions, and we're going to see a bunch of lost matches because of it, but I'm curious to see what the community does with it. But, out of the PTR, let's move into our weekly updates. Weekly updates. Alright, so... This week, I mean, it's really Rumor Watch, because we are... um, it's basically just a bunch, of, not necessarily a bunch of rumors. Uh, two rumors specifically, but mostly Doomfist rumors. Um, the first rumor, and,
1: and,
0: and, uh, one thing that's making, I'm getting so angry with a lot of these game news or game media websites that are really trying to push this narrative that Terry Crews, that it's pretty much locked in the that Terry Crews is going to be Doomfist. This is not the case not saying that he's not going to be doomfist but it's not set in stone that he's going to be doomfist okay so the first rumor that came out was that oh terry cruz is on imdb and i saw at least three or four websites post this and then they had the screenshots like see see here screenshots saying terry cruz on the overwatch imdb page it literally took me 15 seconds to debunk that (laughs) <laughs> you know like it's 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 just not on there. Terry Crews is not on the Overwatch IMDb. Like they said it, it what is it? I said that he was on I, Overwatch IMDb and Overwatch was listed on his IMDb. Those entries are not there at all. So that 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 is that, that is false. That Terry Crews on Overwatch IMDb could possibly could have been put up there by accident. Maybe, maybe I highly doubt it. Uh, the second one was a uh, actually it's not a rumor. This is actually uh, true that there was uh, broken glass like the the the, the payload and Uboni you know that has do- the Doomfist Fist in it. It's that it, it it it's gonna be that it's broken that it has broken glass and the Doom Fist is gone. That's true, but it's not actually in the PTR. What happened is, that I think somebody data mined that. And they found a uh, a wireframe that shows that the the glass is broken. Because if you go into the PTR and you look at the Payload for Numbani, it's actually still there. The Doomfist is there. So, uh, also the Doomfist music. There was another website. Actually, there were multiple websites that reported that, oh, you know, Doomfist is coming. Because on the PTR, when you start with the PTR, it plays Doomfist's music. Which does play, like, I the video that I saw did play a different music or a different uh, style of opening music than what you might normally hear. But first of all, that music is not new. That music is from the very first Overwatch cinematic, like the beginning of the very first Overwatch cinematic. And if you got the Collector's Edition, you can also find it on that soundtrack. I meant to write down the name of the track. But it's like something, something, something cinematic intro. But that music has been there for a very long time. That is not Doomfist's music. That does not mean that. Well, one, it doesn't mean that the next character is Doomfist, first of all. Because we still don't know that, that. They haven't said anything. And two, it doesn't mean that Doomfist is coming soon. Like people are making predictions like, oh, I expect Doomfist to be here, you know, middle of March and stuff like that. And unless you have insider info. I doubt it. Well, I, should say, oh, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say I doubt it because I don't know. But, I mean, I wouldn't make any predictions yet. One question I do have, and I, I would like to... I I would love to be able to ask the Overwatch Team this, but if they do bring Doomfist, right? If they do make Doomfist a character, what are they going to do about Noombani? Because if they remove the Doomfist from Noombani... That completely nullifies, like, negates that level, period. Like, the whole point of that level is getting the payload, which is the Doomfist, to the museum. If the Doomfist is already gone, like, why would you even have that level? Are they going to change the payload, maybe? I don't know. I, I, Doomfist come and actually, it's not like Sombra, where, you know, Sombra's lore does didn't, didn't really affect any of the levels. You know, the levels that were in place were fine. Now, if Doomfist actually gets his Doomfist back, uh, that's a problem because now you don't have a payload for one of your levels. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, The last rumor I did hear about this week was that there was going to be an Overwatch TV show, and uh, rumors—I shouldn't say rumors—circulated three months ago. But you know, uh, it was said that Blizzard is open to possibly looking at like some type of TV show or series for Overwatch, right? But now rumors are starting to kick up because the voice actress that, that does D.Va, she got hired to be on a on an animated series. She didn't say anything about it. She didn't say the name. She said it was a brand new project, and she was very happy to be doing it. But now there's Overwatch websites saying, oh, Overwatch TV show, question mark, question mark. It's all clickbait. It's clickbait, and it's bullshit, and I hate it. I fucking hate it. The answer is no. There is there's no other evidence suggesting that that there is an overwatch tv show on the way i mean at least give me a second person like a second person who's saying they're an animated series from the overwatch cast that that hasn't been said yet so i wouldn't get your hopes up this is this is this is probably gonna be the angriest part of the podcast because i hate clickbait can't fucking stand it and maybe that's why Mashable's buttons never did good as a news website, <laughs> because I hate fucking clickbait. So, but yeah, that's oh, that's 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 all I had for weekly updates. Like, so it mostly rumors. We haven't heard too much. Um, I'm not sure that if I said it earlier, but I know I did predict last week that competitive season three will be over this Thursday. Uh, if you're listening to Savvy tomorrow, I am definitely wrong about that. They usually give about a week's notice, right? And we haven't heard anything yet. I think maybe next Thursday maybe we'll hear something uh from them in the, later in the week. Uh maybe it's because they don't take two weeks off per seat, you know, between seasons anymore. They only take a week off. That that might be the reason, so I I don't really know, but uh I don't know. we know it's coming to an end soon, but who knows? Next week, definitely not this week, I don't think. Now watch me be right. They just ended abruptly on Thursday. <laughs> so we'll see. All right. So, let's get into a little community feedback. Uh, didn't have much last week, but we did have some uh, major steps for Bond. He has his own hashtag now. I am Matt AF came up with the Brethren of Bond because he didn't want Bond to feel left out. See, so he's, a, he's a nice guy. He's a, That Matt AF, I am Matt AF, he's a nice guy because he didn't want Bond to be left out. Even though Bond's been missing for God knows how many shows, you know. So it, it is whatever. <laughs> so thanks for that, Matt AF uh also mr smith 005 on twitter he shared an image with me and mike uh <laughs> he said that uh, actually let me pull up the tweet right now and say exactly what he said uh he says uh to add to the whole terry cruz debate and it's basically a picture of somebody on a piece of overwatch artwork that already looks like terry cruz and it's the bit, it's captioned the next hero won't be Doomfist, but actually Terry but actually Terry Cruz, voice by Terry Cruz. So I'm gonna have that in the show notes so you guys could check it out. But it was actually uh pretty funny because that guy does resemble Terry Cruz. So uh, thanks a lot for that, Mr. Smith. Uh Disco Dan, he actually uh <laughs> he uh popped up on Twitter as well. Hold on a second, let me pull up his tweet there. And uh he says that you know, the topics in Watchmen Radio is always, uh, is spot on as always, but there seems to be someone that keeps interrupting the host all the time. I know, I don't know what you're talking about, but it's, I'm thinking Mike. I'm thinking it's Mikey. Me and Mikey butt heads the most here. So let me know if, if we're right, if if Mikey's the problem child. <laughs> nah, my, my, Mike's fine, but uh, yeah, thanks for the support. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else we got? Um, oh, yeah. Like I said, I um, I did do a stream on Sunday night. And I just shout out to everybody who came out Sunday night stream, especially on such short notice. I don't think we started until 11 o'clock. So, sorry for starting so late. Like I said, I, I actually didn't expect anybody to come, but I know a few people came out. I, I, I knew, uh, I think, Matt, I and Matt AF was there. Uh, Timeless was there. Megatron was there. There were a few others. Um uh, Joe Star was there. Dre from Double Tap was there. Obviously, Nick was on stream with me. There were there were a couple of other people. and I can't remember your names. I'm so sorry. I meant to write them down. But I was actually busy not just opening loot boxes, but recording the data out of each loot box because I am starting a new project or at least a new lab uh, to get more detailed information on said loot boxes. So uh, once I get that in place, I'm, I'll definitely be talking about that a bit more. But thanks for everybody for coming out. I'll try to have the streams... Um, more fleshed out in the future. So, but let's get to our community discussion for this week. I'd like to hear back what you guys have to say because there uh, has been some talk in the forums recently that McCree needs a buff and uh, it's getting quite a bit of support, but I'm not necessarily sure McCree needs a buff. But, you know, I'll, I'll go through some of the points that this guy brings up. You know, the McCree's a DPS hero. Uh, that feels lacking and you know he says mccree doesn't have much defense he has no self heals he has no escapes he has little mobility which is true i mean at the at the most he has the roll. i'll give you that at the most he the thing that can make him move faster or get around a little bit quicker is rolling but that's on a cooldown as well uh he has 200 health which you know so does soldier and so do other people that have escapes and healing and stuff like that so that does kind of make him look bad uh he's talking about the flashbang that it's and it's unreliable and i'll have to admit i when i play mccree i actually don't use the flashbang nearly as much as i used to i most of the time i rely on straight up shooting and headshots uh that's that's what i rely on so this is the flashbang doesn't feel great uh has a 10 second cooldown which is Still, even with the nerf to Roadhog, that's two seconds longer than the Roadhog hook, but it also should be mentioned that it has a wider effective range and it can affect more than one person. The Roadhog hook only gets grabs one person and pulls them in while while the uh you know the the flashbang can actually uh knock out more than one person. So that makes sense. Um even though I say ten seconds is a bit much it, Bring it down by two seconds might help. I can't argue against that. Uh, he is only really effective against mediocre Tracers, which is kind of true because, I mean, with Tracer, one of the, especially in the beginning, one of the things you could do with Tracer uh, if she was buzzing around your team was take a McCree, you know, uh, stun her, and fan the hammer. But now with the nerfs that they put on fan the hammer and Tracer's small body, it doesn't feel like it's working that great against a better tracer you don't even have to be a great chaser, tracer or a pro tracer to get around that you just don't have you just don't be a, a, a bad tracer <laughs> pretty much and you can get around that and he's actually not that great against Genji's either because I don't know maybe I'm bad McCree but more so than not I, I find my flashman getting reflected by Genji's I don't know maybe it's just bad timing like I'll throw it and they'll just you know do their reflect just as I'm throwing it, and Bambi gets pushed right back in my face. So, yeah, he's, you know, he doesn't, compared to the other DPS heroes, he doesn't have that much survivability. You know, Genji has mobility. Soldier has a self-heal. Tracer has mobility with the blink. Sombra can, you know, well, one, can teleport away, but two, go invisible and move fast. Reaper can turn into smoke, and Farrah can fly into the air. McCree, compared to that, McCree doesn't have much survivability. And on top of that, his ult, which, you know, the, the, the guy in this post says his ult is the worst in the game. And I gotta admit, like, his ult really only works that great uh, when people in, in terms of getting kills with it when people aren't paying attention or they're incapacitated. That That's about it. Other than that, his his ult is great. It's a great way to clear a point, maybe, or just to get yourself killed. <laughs> you know, I think most people probably get one to two kills with that ult. So, Yeah, it's definitely... I wouldn't play McCree to use his ult. I'll tell you that much. Now, on the flip side, something that this guy doesn't really bring up is that, you know, McCree does have high burst damage. Uh, If you're fighting, you used to be able to use it at a a distance. Now, it doesn't really work that way, which I think is kind of unfair, because you know, May is still a sniper pretty much with her secondary, but McCree... You know, now you have to be about mid range, I would say, to get damage, uh, to get good damage on a target. If you're at long range, like it kind of, you know, you're really not doing anything. It feels like. Uh, But McCree, like, for example, I I prefer him in a fight versus Farah, right? I if I'm fighting if there's a Farah in the air and she's causing trouble, I'd rather have McCree than Soldier. I find myself getting more kills with Farah McCree because it only takes. I would say it probably takes me two to three hits, maybe four to kill a pharaoh with a McCree. With Soldier, it could take a little bit longer, unless I get you know just headshot, headshot, headshot. But if you let's let's say you're playing a good pharaoh and she's moving around well, oops, sorry about that, and she's moving around well, you know, I I prefer McCree because even if you don't end up killing the pharaoh, right, you do enough damage to her that she's trying to get away at that point, and sometimes. That's all you need. And like I said, if you if you play him at mid range, he definitely can put some damage on somebody. You know, that's why I think I prefer him to Soldier right now. Personally. That's why I'm a little, I'm a little conflicted because I can't disagree with too much what the author said about hit McCree's weaknesses and how you know his nerves have affected him. But at the same time, like I, I still enjoy using him. I still get plenty of kills with him. So I guess I, I leave it to the community. What do you guys think? Do you think McCree needs to have a buff? Because if you got to be careful now, because you got—I mean, obviously, if you have guys like me, who I can still get kills right now with McCree, pretty good, uh, even within his current state. I like him. You give me more damage at longer range. That's going to be a problem for a lot of people. That's the why he got nerfed in the first place because his combo was too high. I mean, I, be honest with you, I still like McCree the tank buster. I like McCree the tank buster, but they stopped him from doing that. Now he's uh, just a just a you know a, a burst damage or a high damage DPS. So that's what I want to hear from you guys. Let me know what you think about McCree. Let me know uh, if you think he should be left alone or should he get should he get that buff. You know, well, I guess we have we have the Nerf hammer. What's what we give is it the Buff Bat? I don't know. I, that might be something new. I don't know. Usually Mike would be here to balance me out with comments like that, but he's not here. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's gonna bring us to the end of the show today hopefully i did okay i know last time i did this i i i think i pretty much just yelled for about 43 minutes because the beginning of season two and i was really 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 upset with how they (laughs) with how things were going and how the competitive mode was set up and stuff like that so and actually that's how church of jaw was born uh in 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 the flames of anger so uh yeah hopefully uh Hopefully, I did okay. kept you guys entertained for the last hour. I mean, maybe the only way to get a show that lasts an hour is to have me do it by myself. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's pretty bad. Um, but yeah, thanks a lot for 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 listening. Uh, got a couple things before we close up here. Uh, we're still looking for Overwatch stories. If if you have any, you know, send them over. Looking for you know, funny, surprising, or angry stories until We love to hear about them. Uh, we are still taking suggestions for the fiftieth episode, which is coming up. Or, you know, after this one was that six more? Yeah, after this. So yeah, we're still looking for uh, suggestions for that. Uh, we do have a PS4 and a, a PS4 community and an Xbox club. They're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. I'm sorry, I haven't been on either platform recently. I need to hop on and, and check those out. Sorry about that, guys. So I will definitely hop on and do that like I said before, I think I'm going to be hopping on Xbox and PS4 a bit more now that the event's over. Cause I was really trying to focus on the event to see if maybe if I stayed on one platform, maybe I would stop getting shit loot boxes. That did not happen. <laughs> so we'll see. But um yeah, like join those communities, hook up with us so we can play together sometime. And also we do have a Discord, which is uh discord.formash uh dot, actually no, I'm sorry, is it it's discord.mash4, the number 4 dot me sorry about this so It was discord dot mash the number four and then me oh dot me and join us there uh for any platform really but i imagine that mostly pc players would be there uh there's also our facebook group heroes of overwatch uh where they're it's actually it's not our facebook group it's a facebook group that we're part of uh, uh quite a few of us are a part of it, actually and uh it's it's a community it's a lot of people who play Overwatch uh great group of people who play across multiple platforms so if you're looking for somebody to play with definitely check that group out uh shout out to Steve D12 for giving us a uh, a great review on iTunes thanks a lot we really really appreciate it uh, we appreciate you uh but yeah that is going to bring us to the end of the show thanks for listening our we're available on multiple platforms we're on iTunes, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Class, and SoundCloud, and also Podbean. That word makes Mikey laugh sometimes. We also have an RSS feed if you have a podcatcher that we didn't list, so you can just pop it in there. And links are available for each platform right on the Those Buttons website. Uh, on social media, we have twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash those Buttons, and youtube.com slash those Buttons. Uh, On Twitter, I am underscore ja underscore, so that's underscore J-A-A underscore. I talk about Overwatch and a bunch of other different stuff, so you can follow me there. And also, just today, we created a Watchpoint Radio Twitter account. So, if you go to twitter.com slash Watchpoint Radio, we are right there. So, you know, please give us a follow on that. That's obviously going to be all Overwatch stuff. So, it's going to be, you know... uh, just a high concentration of overwatch content on there. All right. So please feel free to follow that. Uh, we love hearing from you from you guys. So please reach out and, and talk to us. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, I think we're, you know, you agree with us, or disagree with us, you know, let's talk to us. So, you know, you can reach us at WPR at dot You can reach us on Twitter, on uh, our Facebook page, on the website itself. On SoundCloud, anywhere where there's comments, we have a contact form on the website. So please, yeah, definitely feel free to reach out to us. We love hearing from you guys. And I love, you know, especially on Twitter, I love interacting with you guys. Uh, if you enjoyed the show and uh, you want to help us out, the best way to do that is actually to share the podcast and also to rate and review it on your platform of choice. So if you like it on iTunes or on Google Play Music, you know, give us a rating and a review. And that is. A tremendous help for us we really appreciate when you guys do that just like steve d12 really appreciate that <laughs> uh as always I, I encourage you just to stay you know tuned after the show to hear what's coming up this week on matchless buttons you didn't hear bond on this show but he is on another show on the network this week he is on the Torn and the goblin uh talking about warcraft story and lore and uh, that would come out. Yeah, so this, this, this is going to be out on Wednesday. That would have come out on Tuesday. So uh, he, you can get your uh, weekly fix of Bond on that show if you want to uh, take a listen. And you should go to MashlessButtons.com slash shows to check out all of our shows. Uh, if you want to see uh, you know, what else we have available. <sighs> so... Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you sitting here. If you listen to this whole thing, I appreciate you sitting here and listening to me talk for an hour. Like I said, I hope uh, you guys enjoyed it, even though I didn't have Mike on the show. And uh, he should be back next week. So we will catch you guys next week. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Here's what's coming up this week on Mash Those Buttons. On Monday, February 13th, Jorge, David, and Jordan transmit in orbit. This week, talking about Destiny 2's Fall Confirmation, Hotfix 2.5.0.2, and McFarlane Toy's Destiny figures. On Tuesday, February 14th, Nick and Katie continue their quest to educate you on Wild War and the Torn and the Goblin. This week, talking about Monks, the Pandaren, and KD recaps Love is in the Air. On Wednesday, February 15th, Jarrett, Mikey, and Bond bring you the latest in Overwatch and its community on Watchpoint Radio. This week, discussing the experience with the new Bastion and Roadhog changes, the state of McCree, and Doomfist hints. On Friday, February 17th, Mike, Rob, and Luke bring you Sit Rep Radio, bringing you the latest in the division and the state of the game. To find more information on all of our shows, go to mashthosebuttons.com slash shows. And to see our full podcast schedule, visit mashthosebuttons.com slash schedule.